0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awaken Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Hey, Church Pastor Jürgen here. I am so excited to be with you guys as we come around our vision builders. Let me tell you something about you and your life. You were created to be a vision builder. How do I know that? because God designs you to have vision and God designs you to be a builder of that vision. The Bible teaches that if you can be faithful with God's house, He'll be faithful with your house. If you can build God's house, He'll build your house. What you establish for the kingdom reciprocates and is established in your own life. Give and it will be given. Press down, shaken together, running over will be stored to your account. It's just a promise of God. I want to today talk to you on the topic, on the subject of being a futurist. The subject of being a futurist. Because really when we're talking about vision builders, a vision is a postcard that God goes into your future because He lives outside of time. So God takes a snapshot of your future in a postcard format and sends it and gives it to you so that you have a picture of what your future should look like. If you don't have a vision, the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, the people cast off restraint. You were created to live with vision. What is a vision? It's a postcard of a future event that is not currently real, that is not currently present, that is not currently actual. But if you don't aim for something, If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every single time. God wants you to be a vision builder. To be a vision builder means that you and I were created to be a futurist. If you said to me, hey, pastor, what's the vision? What's the goal? What's the mission of Awakened Church? I would say to you, it's to create a future that is filled with God. It is a future that is filled with the power of God, the promises of God, the goodness of God and the life flow of God. The Bible says that they came behind Jesus in the press. To touch him, and as many as touched him were healed because power was flowing out of him. What kind of power? Not deadly power, healing power, life power. The job of the church is to create the future that is a God-filled future, but even more than that, but to create futurists. That we create futures that we want not only ourselves but our children to live in. You'll hear this all the time. People look at the world and people look at the negativity, and people look at the crime and the hopelessness and the depravity and the despair. And they say this they say, Man, who wants to bring a child into a world like this? Who wants to be, bring a child into a world like this? Well, you know what? Without faith, without hope, people are going to say that kind of stuff. But the church says, Hey, we've got this. We got this. At Awakened Church, We're giving division builders because we are creating a future that is not yet realized. But that future is so bright. It is so brilliant. It is so magnificent. You're going to want to have babies because you want them to live in that kind of a future. The battle is always about the tomorrow that is yet to be. Everything the enemy did yesterday was about in this present day trying to arrest a day that is yet to come. The great battle is always around the future. Let me just dig in. This is going to be the the, the kind of the theme that I want to jump in on. People say this, the future is not certain and tomorrow is not a guarantee. The future is not certain and tomorrow is not a guarantee. And... I guess there's some credibility to that statement that, hey, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. But can I just say that that reality, the future's not certain and tomorrow's no guarantee, only exists to a non Christian. To a Christian, I want you to know the future is not only certain, but the future is unbelievably bright and brilliant. And tomorrow is a guarantee. Let me explain in Joel 2:28 Joel chapter 2 verse 28 the verse will come up on the screen Joel 2:28 it says this in the last days God speaking i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters shall prophesy even on my men servants and on my maid servants shall i pour out my spirit in those days young men will dream dreams old men will see visions It's a magnificent scripture. But I want you to notice everything is about the future. When God pours out His Spirit, because God does not live in time, He created time, He put you you and I in time so that the time would come when time will be no more. When you buy milk from the supermarket, it has an expiration date because time will affect the product. Time affects everything. Time affects wine. They say it takes about five years for a wine to properly come of age. Time God created for there to be a time when time is no more. But because God lives outside of time, when He speaks, it has no expiration date. That's why the Bible is a 2000 year old history book with over four and a half thousand years of recorded history. And yet it is more up to date than next week's newspapers and next year's Time magazine because it lives outside of time. You were created to create the future. The way that this happens is when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, the Bible says, when the Spirit of God, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Dreamers create the future. Dreamers... Create the future. Visionaries engineer the future. And prophesiers invade the future. You're created to be all three. You're created to dream dreams that creates the future. You're created to have a vision that engineers the future. When we came to San Diego, God gave me a dream. From that dream, then He gave me visions. The visions caused the engineering. One church, four locations, then one church, 16 locations. Now now San Diego, Salt Lake City, and, and everything that we do, you're going to have leaders. You're going to multiply leaders. The, the, the vision became the engineering constructs of a future that was not yet. And yet, the momentum of our church, awakened church, as as the church expands, as as in the middle of COVID 19, in the year 2020, we have four building projects. Most people are retracting back, but we have a hundred and sixty-acre ranch in Campo because nowhere was big enough to hold our men's conference in San Diego, so we had to go and buy our own ranch. So we have 160 acres that we're developing down there. And Pastor Jeff Forbes and Charles Fuller are doing an outstanding job with the Emerge men of refabricating that. But we've got a great vision for that. We've even got a vision for the 240 acres next door. On top of that, on top of that, we, we have a $25 million project, a landmark monumental building right there. It used to be Ashley Furniture right there on the 78 freeway. It's going to be an unbelievable 1,100 seat state of the art Church is going to be extraordinary. That is going to be coming to fruition in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a global recession. But God was not done yet. He gives, gets us into escrow. On an East Campus building, and we're right now in construction on an on a East Campus project that is going to be unbelievable. It is again right smack in the heart of El Cajon on Second and Broadway, a former Vons that is now going to be a church. It is extraordinary. It is exquisite. We're doing that, but God wasn't finished yet. He says, "You know, Salt Lake City, yeah." took over a church, it was limping, but its greatest days are in front of it. And for that, I need to house it. So we ended up closing on a 12 to $14 million event center that is going to become the church slash event center in that town. God is incredible. Now, I was happy to tap out there. I thought four building projects is enough. We've just inherited five orphanages in Rosarito, Mexico, five orphanages. It's going to run run around about a million dollars a year to look after. But I just felt like I couldn't say no to God. He's been so good. This is what we know is whenever we sow out, God sows into us. Did you know that God gives seed to the sower? Sometimes you look and say, man, I don't got any seed. Well, God says, because you ain't been sowing, because God gives seed to the sower. So if you don't have seed, Maybe you've got to look at what you're sowing. If you keep sowing, there'll be a flowing of seed into your pocket. God gives seed to the sower. If if there's a block, start sowing and unblock that thing. Sometimes you've got to prime the pump to get the pump pumping water. Sometimes you've got to prime the pump by sowing to get the thing flowing, seed flowing back in because God gives seed to the sower. If that was not enough... If that was not enough, if that was like, okay, you got four building projects plus five orphanages now in Rosarito. God then says, I want you to take responsibility for an entire village in Cusco, Peru. I mean, what God is doing is just mind blowing. And I've got to tell you, I'm not that smart. I'm not that clever. I'm not that good. This is a move of God. So let me now come back. to to the future, being a futurist. We are creating a future. In Cusco, Peru, the future of that village will be unprecedented. What we will do in that village, the the presence of the gospel, the presence of the kingdom, the presence of the power of God is gonna be extraordinary. People wanna move there, real estate prices will go up. The the health, the, the vitality of that that village will all go through the roof because of our mission and our mission's focus and partnering. What's going to happen in Rosarito, there's a school there, there's orphanages there, but there's land there where we're going to build a church. There's going to be an awakened church in Rosarito that is going to bring life and transformation to the entire community around. It's not just caring for the orphans and the widows, but it's, it's taking them and empowering them, discipling them, right, turning what well, the enemy meant for evil, turning it around for good. The, the very people the enemy tried to wipe out are gonna come and wipe out the enemy. They're gonna become warriors for Christ. So I need you to understand that when you give to vision builders, when you give, you were created to be a futurist. And I always tell people that our tithes and offerings, our regular tithes and offerings, they pay for the day-to-day running of the church. That's how we keep the doors open. That's how we pay the bills. But Vision Builders is about securing the future. It's about reaching into a day that's not yet. We want everybody to partner in Vision Builders. We want you to get on board with this thing because this is a God vision. There is a battle for tomorrow and the enemy believes that he owns tomorrow. Tomorrow but not on our watch, Bob, because we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, we, we begin to prophesy. Prophesying is shooting arrows into a day not yet. It's speaking words into a day that has not yet arrived. It's making declarations saturated in the words and the promises of God that we are putting claim, we are laying claim on a day that is not yet your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. All visions and dreams are about a future that can be, a future that ought to be, a future that should be, a future where God is victorious and the devil is vanquished. That's what we want to do. So, I need you to understand something about giving. The Bible teaches, "Give, and it will be given to you." Luke 6:38. Give. And it will be given to you. Pressing on, shaking together will be running over, poured into your lap. In other words, God says that when you give, though it leaves your hand, it never leaves your life. When you give, yes, it is released from your hand, but it never releases from your life. It never departs. It never leaves your life. It is released from your hand, but it goes into your future where it multiplies and comes back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Oh, that's just a gimmick. I don't believe that. Oh, you know, leaves your hand, goes into your future. How's that even work? Well, you need to understand that God is a time Lord. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's a Trinity, past, present and future. Everything God created is a Trinity. God stores it up to your account. For example, Acts chapter 10 tells us there's a certain centurion by the name of Cornelius. God is looking down from heaven. He's going to pour out His Spirit on the Gentiles. Up till now, the gospel has come to the Jews and it comes from the Jewish people. But God says the whole world will be filled with the glory of God, that Jesus would be a light not just to the Jewish nation, but also to the Gentiles. So God is saying, you know who the first Gentile will be to receive the Holy Ghost? I like this guy here, Cornelius. The apostle Peter arrives at Cornelius' place. An angel has just visited Cornelius and this is what the angel said to him, Cornelius, Cornelius, your generosity, your giving and your prayers has come up before God as a memorial. And because of that, Peter is going to come, the apostle is going to lay hands on you You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be speaking in other tongues and prophesying. You're going to be the first of the Gentiles to receive the Holy Spirit. What happened? Well, Cornelius was giving money away. He thought it was leaving his hand, possibly his life, and going into taking care of these widows and going over here to take care of the orphans and going over here to help build a synagogue and going over here to help build a church. He had no idea that, yes, it was leaving his hand, but it wasn't leaving his life. It went into the heavens. The Bible says it came up before God as a memorial and God prescribed that, hey, Cornelius, in your future, you're going to be the first person to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Understand that when you give, yes, it leaves your hand, but no, it does not leave your life. It goes into your future where it speaks and it ministers for you, where it multiplies and comes back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The whole story of the Exodus, There's been 400 years of slavery, oppression of God's people. They're surviving genocide and infanticide where they're taking little baby boys and throwing them to their death to drown in the Nile River. The harshness, the cruelty, the oppression was unlike anything the world has ever seen on this this beautiful race, the Jewish people. They've come through all of this. But right in the midst of where they're destroying the firstborn, a woman by the name of Yachabed has a little baby boy and the decree goes out from Pharaoh that all the little boys need to be thrown in the river, but she hides him. And the Bible says after three months, she realized she can't hide him any longer. So she makes an ark of bulrushes and she places her little baby and she gives him to God. She gives Moses, she gives her little boy to God. Moses leaves her hand, but he doesn't leave her life. Whatever you give to God, though it leaves your hand, though it may depart out of your bank account and out of your home, it never departs from your life. Because little Moses, little baby Moses goes down the river where Pharaoh's daughters are bathing and they pull out. Oh my God, it's a little baby. It's one of the Hebrew children. She brings him up in her own home. But she says, oh, I need someone to nurse him because he needs milk. Moses's sister, Miriam, is on the the riverbank. She says, I know a woman who can feed him if you pay her. Yes, yes, I'll pay her wages. Now, not only does Moses not get killed, but Pharaoh, the world, the government, is now paying mama to nurse her own baby. But they name him Moses, saying drawn out because his destiny will be to draw out. So Moses is given, comes back. He doesn't just come back once. He comes back many, many years later, not as a little baby, not as a little boy. He comes back as a deliverer and delivers the entire nation, the entire nation, Jochebed and all the descendants of Israel. He comes back pressed down, shaken together, running over. She releases a seed. She releases a baby. She releases an offering. But what comes back? Pressed down, shaken together. He comes back with the rod of God. A deliverer comes back. A mighty warrior for God. A shadow and prototype of Jesus Christ. The vanquisher returns with the rod of God saying, let my People go. He comes back and He delivers an entire nation and ends the dynasty of 400 years of slavery and bondage. Can I just encourage you? The devil will try and tell you, don't give. The devil will try and tell you, hey, it's a recession. It's a pandemic. Hey, hey it's an epidemic. Hey, businesses are shut down. It's tired. Just sit on your laurels, sit on your saving. Can I tell you? The greatest thing you can do in a drought, the greatest thing you can do in a famine, the greatest thing you can do when the machinery of earthly governments are grinding to a halt is give and set the wheels of heaven in motion. Do you know that God is not affected by the economy? Did you know that God is not affected by human government, human interference and human engineering? Do you know that God revealed Himself as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who season and seeing provides? It doesn't matter whether there's a famine or whether there's plenty. It doesn't matter whether there's a drought or whether there's pouring rains. God is a provider. And when you give, you release the provision of God. When you sow, You release the flow of God. Can I encourage you step up and step in to everything that this year's vision builders has become a futurist become somebody that says, Hey, I'm not just securing the future of the kingdom of God, but I'm I'm securing the future of my own world in that kingdom in that kingdom by giving because when you give. It never leaves your your life, though it leaves your hand, it goes into your future where it multiplies. Little baby in a basket multiplies, comes back as an anointed powerhouse deliverer. This is what Leanne and I have found in our lives. We've been giving to Vision Builders long before we even came to San Diego. We were part of Vision Builders in Oxford Falls. And we have literally found a correlation, a correlation. Every time we gave, we unlocked something in our life. So every year we've been giving more and more and more and more every single year because we just keep seeing more and more and more coming back, pressed down, shaking together, running over. I have businessmen and businesswomen in my church saying, hey, pastor, please keep buying buildings, please. Keep running Vision Builders. We are just getting too blessed. We are so blessed because of the generosity, because of the vision, because of the mission, because we get to give. Something goes into our our future. It leaves our hands, but it never leaves our lives. It comes back. We got this deal. Man, this expanded this. I want you to flourish. I want you to succeed. And I love you too much to not tell you the truth. And the truth is, what you unlock, what you release through giving is incredible. Do you know there's a scripture that it's more blessed to give than to receive? Well, you know, you have a hard time convincing a little kid that. My little daughter, growing up, my God Zoe, Christmas, she would open her last present and then she'd come and she'd be tugging on my pants, pant leg saying, Daddy, Daddy, how many sleeps is it now till my birthday? I'm like, dear God, your birthday's August. Because I know, I know, but I want more presents. Like she was already looking forward to the next time she would receive. She loved, kids love to receive. As a parent, you kind of get, I really like to give because I like to see the joy on their face. But why would the Bible say it's more blessed to give than to receive? I'll tell you why. Because when you receive, the loop is closed. The loop is closed. The Bible says give, and it will be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. So as soon as you receive, the loop is closed. So that is now the end of the blessing. But when you give, that's why it's more blessed to give than to receive. Because when you give, you've opened the loop. When you give, you have opened the loop where as it leaves your hand, it goes into your future, multiplies, and it's going to come back. Once it comes back, Bam. Abraham had received Isaac. God gave him a vision, the the stars, count the stars if you're able, stand on the seashore, more shall your descendants be. Sarah gets pregnant miraculously at 90, gives birth to Isaac. Isaac is 12 years old when God says, okay, now take what you've received and go and offer him as a burnt offering on on an altar of which I will show you in the mountains of Moriah. Abraham, the loop was closed. He had received, but the promise of God wasn't a son. The promise of God was multitudes like the sand on the seashore. So Moses, uh, so Abraham, excuse me, Abraham knew that he had to, he had to give. So he goes up onto Mount Moriah and he puts Isaac on the altar and offers him to the Lord. God says, because you are willing to do this, because you're willing to give your son, your only son, Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply. Your descendants shall possess the gates of their, their enemies. And in your seed, Isaac, all the nations of the world shall be blessed. What happened? When he received Isaac, closed loop. But now that he brings Isaac, he opens another loop of incredible blessing. You may have given last year and thank you for giving. You may have fulfilled your pledge from last year. Thank you. But that loop is closed and there's going to be blessings. Can I encourage you? Set in motion. It's more blessed to give than to receive because when you give, you've opened the loop again for it to go out of your hand into your future, multiply and come back. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person. I thank you. You were created to be a futurist. You weren't created to wait for the future to happen to you. You were not created to just stumble into the future, hope for the future, knock on wood for the future. Little rabbit's foot, hope that the future works out for me. Listen, the rabbit's foot obviously didn't help the rabbit. Do you really think it's going to help you? Little three-legged rabbit running around. You don't need to hope that the future is kind to you. You can be a futurist. You can create the future. Let the Spirit of God come upon you. Put Christ in your heart. If you've never given your life to Christ, go to awakenchurch.com forward slash Jesus. Click on there, follow that link, and give your life to Jesus Christ. Follow Him, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to prophesy. You'll begin to see visions and dream dreams, because you were created to create the future. You were created to engineer the, the future and you were created to sow words, to prophesy in the future. We just love you. Someone's going to come up and help you around what you, what you might be able to give. But I want you to stretch. I want you to partner with us. You know, it's not equal giving, but it is equal sacrifice. Let's not let, leave all the heavy lifting to a few. We've already had over 250 people make pledges and but let's not leave all the heavy lifting to them come on let's everybody sacrifice and give something everybody playing their part in this future become a futurist unlock something over your life i love you so much it's an honor to lead such an amazing people such an amazing church god bless you see you next time bye for now thanks for listening to find out more about our locations team and what we do here at awakened church go to awakenedchurch.com